listening to The Motherhood Experience, a podcast where you are part of the conversation with moms, for moms, and by moms. Let's jump into this episode with me, your host, Val Kleppen. Welcome to episode six of the Motherhood Experience podcast. Today's episode is going to be part one of a part two series. I know this recording this episode and the following, I'm speechless. I know that there is someone out there who needs to hear Jackie's story. All of us need to hear it, I think, but I just have a feeling that this is really going to resonate with someone in particular. Jackie has an incredible story, three incredible children. She became a mother at the age of 16. Her children had such an integral part in my own life when we became friends 25 years ago. And I am honored and thrilled that she agreed to come on here and be so transparent and vulnerable with every struggle and every triumph of her motherhood journey. Without further ado, let's get into my interview with Jackie Martin. Jackie, I am so grateful to have you on the Motherhood Experience podcast. You and I have been friends for a couple of decades. Um, You look marvelous, by the way. It's not possible that we've been friends that long. Um, Your children have a very special place in my heart, and you were one of the first people I thought of when I started this podcast, but also how am I going to convince her to come on here and do this with me? And it didn't take much convincing at all. I was like, Hey, you want to do this? And you said, yes, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so thrilled. Thank you so much. So let's start off by you letting me or the listeners know ages of kids and kind of what stage of motherhood you're in today. My oldest is 32. I have a 32 year old daughter, Shelby, and I have a 26 year old son, Tyler, and a 22 year old son, Jonathan. So at this stage in my life and motherhood, I'm a mother of adult children and a grandma. To an adorable grandson. Beautifully adorable man. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. Um, So Shelby is your oldest. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful young woman. And I would like for you to just kind of share the story of how you became a mom to Shelby. Okay. Well, at the age of 16, I was living with my grandparents as I do every summer and met a boy and um, it just kind of, it wasn't a dating thing. It was people that just, we just hung out because we were ranchers and there's obviously not enough to do out in the country. So Shelby came to be, I got pregnant at 16, right before going back to school, my junior year in high school. At that point, it was kind of, I didn't want to believe I was, Mm -hmm. I ignored it for as long as I could. And um, then just starting to get really sick and stuff and having to go home and you know, my mom takes me to the doctor and and the doctor asked, well, is there any possibility you could be pregnant? I'm like, absolutely not. Didn't want to say anything to my mom, you know, and um, I let it go for quite a while. And then I called my sister who was living in Louisiana at the time and asked her to call my mom and tell her because I couldn't. I was literally going to high school 
And my mother being a she's on a bus whenever you go to pick up kids when school gets out. Well, the day my mother showed up at the school in her own personal vehicle at the time to pick up students, I knew my sister had told her and got in the car and we went home and had a talk and she just explained, she says, you know, I just, I want you to keep the baby and that's it. I want no skeletons in the closet. And I said, absolutely. And that's what we did. And it was quite a process. I dropped out of school halfway through my junior year, didn't want people to see me pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then I took, my mom put me in some night classes at the high school. And the fact that my daughter was due at the beginning of May, school's not done till the end of May or the beginning of June. I asked the teacher I had at the time, an English teacher, I said, what am I going to do? I going to have this child and I need to finish this class. And she says, then you bring the child to class with you. And so I had my daughter on a Friday and was back into my night class on a Monday. Oh my word. And yeah, all the other students, um, everybody played with her. We all did our homework. The teacher would hold her. She'd lay on blankets on the floor. Um, but I went to school for a month with my daughter and finished the classes. Wow. So yeah, it was... Um, that was probably the most encouraging time of my life because my mother and I actually didn't get along very well. And then due to my mother and I not getting along, I moved to my dad's. My parents were divorced. I moved to my dad's um, about four hours away before my senior year, being told that I was lacking too many credits and I wouldn't graduate um, the year I was supposed to. Mm. I told them, I said, I'm not going to be a fifth year student. So they made it possible for me to, uh, my stepmom found me a babysitter and I would do seven classes in a day at the high school. I worked at the bank for credit, um, not for pay. I, because internet wasn't available at that time. I did mail books and paperwork back and forth to UW for the rest of my credits. And I ended up graduating at the end of my senior year. My stepmom would take care of my daughter and my dad and I would sit up till midnight at the dinner table doing homework. And wow. I crammed my senior year. So um, that was the beginning of my daughter's first year. Yeah. So I don't think I knew. I don't think I knew that whole story there. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew a lot of it, but so, so take me a little bit then What's the age difference between Shelby and Tyler? Is it seven, six, six years? What was it like? I mean, <laughs> you have this adorable, bright little girl and all of these teenage friends. Yeah. What was, what was the balance like there? It was, it was crazy. My dad and my stepmom were so good. After I moved out, after I graduated high school on the weekends, they would take her for the whole weekend and say, you haven't been able to finish your childhood. And they, they would tell me, go have fun. So I would do that. And then on the days that, you know, during the week I would work, I worked at a drive-in doing car hopping. <laughs> I know I'm like, I feel so old. <laughs> Which, but it's, I'm laughing because that's a job I always wanted. It was awesome. So yeah, I, I had a job as a car hop and then when I wasn't working in a small town of like three, 3,500 people, when you got bored, you cruised Maine mm -hmm. and I put her in the car seat and we would cruise Maine 
and I'd pick up friends and we'd cruise Maine and listen to music. And my daughter grew up loving hair metal band because that's what I would listen to. She did literally did everything with my daughter. I wouldn't allow people to babysit her unless it was my parents. So if they were busy, I was kind of a wild child. I still did a lot of partying and stuff like that. And in my mind, I was being a good mom if I brought her with me. So my daughter was usually the entertainment. It's amazing when you get people around this little child that they catered to her every want. Mm. Wherever we went, it was whatever Shelby wants. Mm. <laughs> so even to the point of one of my friends trying to make up with her because she was mad she was about four or five and literally going out in the middle of the night and getting a horse and taking her for a horseback ride in the moonlight because she said she wanted to go riding. And they were like, absolutely, let's do it. Cause she was mad at him. So my daughter and I kind of grew up together. Yeah, for very, sure. Very much grew up together and spent pretty much every waking moment together. So, so then you reach your, your young twenties yes. and kind of the the Britney Spears song oops I did it again yes <laughs> yeah um you know I was in a I don't I don't know what you would call it apparently friends with benefits but we were together all the time so it was we were dating and I got pregnant and um it took me a while to tell him but when I finally did he was like do you know how this you've got to get rid of it do you know how this is going to ruin our friendship? And I was like, friendship. <laughs> okay. Stop the car, get out, <laughs> drive off. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty shocking. So again, I'm a single mom and pregnant with my second child. I had contemplated and actually made an appointment to have an abortion because I was so scared to be a single mom of two children. It was just out of fear. Cause when I think about it, I'm like, my whole entire life, I have never believed in that. How, how scared could somebody be to feel they need to do that? Mm. And pretty much back then when there was actual timelines, when you could no longer do that, mm -hmm. I, before that timeline hit, I called them and said, no, I said, I'm canceling. I'm keeping this child because secretly at that time, I'd never tell my daughter. I was hoping she was a boy when I had her, but I'm like, what if this is the boy I always wanted? <laughs> I went through another pregnancy and had another child and it was the boy I wanted. And, um, it was stressful. He was a sickly child for mm. three months straight. I've never heard so much screaming in my life to the point mm. where I was ready to put him on a doorstep, <laughs> but, but I had a very supportive sister. I lived, I moved in with my sister and she would come take him and tell me to get sleep, you know, and, and actually getting along better with my mom. She's like, come stay with me. I'll help you. And, um, three months. And then all of a sudden he was out of that stage and my sanity started to come back. So, and what, what was Shelby like as an older sister at that point? Oh, oh my gosh, this child, because she I mean, she grew up faster than she was supposed to, sure. you know, she was the best big sister. And I mean, talk about love your sibling. It was insane. She always tried to be the mom <laughs> and I would have to struggle with her and tell her I'm the mom, you know, let me yeah. take care of him. And she was always mom. I can babysit him. I'm like, you're not even old enough to stay home by yourself. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh man. 
So yeah, she, she was an amazing sister. And I, I honestly think that she helped me get through, get through the, a lot of times with yeah. um, being a single mom. She was very understanding. Yeah. So, so uh, when Tyler was like a, about a year, year and a half, you guys moved to yes. Cody, yes. Um, which is where I was at the time. <laughs> I've been debating, honestly, whether or not I we should tell the story of how we became friends because it's a really funny story, but also like it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it, it's it's just funny, you know, and every now and then you need some, you need some comedy. Yeah. So, I mean, 25 years ago, we were both very different people. And so we worked, we, you had gotten a job at the same clothing store, Corral West Ranch, where I can still hear the commercial in my head. And, and we were working at the downtown store together and I knew what your last name was. And therefore I knew that you were also a Mormon because Mormonism is really big in that area of the country and a family name, it's all over the family. So <laughs> I kind of was prejudiced against you from the beginning and you never knew why. And I was kind of a snot to you, I feel like. And one day I show up to work and you were, li- <laughs> it's so funny. You were listening to something on the little boombox radio thing that was in the store. And I was like, what are you listening to? And you said, oh, it's this church thing on relationships. And I was like, she's listening Mormon stuff in the store on work time. And I was like, what? No, like, show me what you're listening to. You hand me the case. And I, I remember I flipped it over and I was like, I was ready to rumble. And I was looking and reading the back of it. And I went, this is Baptist. And you said, yeah, I'm a Baptist. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're a Mormon. And you said, Oh, I'm not Mormon, but you're a Mormon. And I was like, I'm not Mormon. (laughs) And you thought I was Mormon because you said I was such a goody two shoes. (laughs) Yeah. I still remember the conversation behind that counter. (laughs) And then I think like once the realization hit, we both just laughed forever and ever. And then from that point on, we were like inseparable (laughs) after that. Yep. Yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> 25 years ago. Um, so anyway, we become friends. You've got these two adorable children mm-hmm. and I became smitten with them pretty quickly. And I think, I think, you know, this, but for the benefit of the listeners, um, I was not really a fan of other people's kids at this right. stage in my life. I found them to be were young. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I think I was 17, maybe when we met turned 18. Um, And I, I just thought little kids were obnoxious, um, but quickly became smitten with your little kids. And I remember after I got my apartment that like your kids would come over and stay the night and I'd make them pancakes for breakfast and I would take Shelby wearing your (laughs) t-shirts, sleeping my t-shirts. And I, I would, uh, take Shelby on lunch dates and take Tyler to the rodeo. rodeo. He was going to save up money so that he could buy a motorcycle to take me riding. (laughs) Yes. 
he had to get ready for his dates all the time. He was he was so little and worried about the clothes he would wear for Val to come pick him up. Oh my gosh. The sweetest uh. kids. I mean, truly, I I couldn't get enough of your kids. And I feel like they kind of helped me through a pretty rough spot in my life. Just mm-hmm. being around them and having, you know, I wouldn't say that I was a rebel during that time. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was more like, I wasn't trying to rebel against anything. I was just trying to do stuff to figure out where I fit. I think. Find who you were. Just, yeah. And, yeah. and your kids were, and <laughs> still are so precious. And so I would, uh, you were part of a bowling league. Yes. And on bowling nights, I would go babysit your kids in exchange for being able to do my laundry at your house so that I wouldn't yeah. have to put quarters in the machine in my apartment complex. Yeah. <laughs> just, if, I remember you showing up with the baskets and coming to baby. <laughs> but it worked so beautifully and I got to spend so much time with your kids. And okay, so this is kind of like uh, the history of of Jackie and Val in in 5 minutes, but you were with another guy, you ended up getting married and then take it from there for Jonathan's arrival. <clears throat> I got married and that person actually adopted Tyler um, because he didn't, you know, his, his real father didn't have anything to do with him at the time. So he was able to adopt him. And then it was like, this person tells me, you know, well, I want more kids and I would, you know, like to have kids of my own. And he was actually like, I want six kids. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) absolutely not I'm just not gonna tell you so we got pregnant with my youngest with Jonathan you know it was a struggle of a year the well of a nine months the whole time I was pregnant we just we fought constantly so that was when I determined for sure I was never having any more children (laughs) this is it Mm. um we had Jonathan and um I continued to work. Well, actually, no, I'm just remembered. I actually quit at Corral West like a month before Jonathan was born. And, um, cause his dad wanted me to be home. He didn't want his son growing up in a daycare. Hmm. And, uh, so I stayed home with him and it was like, Oh, going to stay home for the first two years. Well, after three years, I was like, I need some adult conversation. I have got to go back to work, you know, but in that time, while I was staying home, we continued to fight. It was just like, you know, we had like a good year and then everything went bad. Yeah. And it just continued to go bad. I in turn laid my problems upon talking to other people and I ended up actually having an affair. and probably when my youngest was a year old. And then um, it just, I was like, oh, somebody I can talk to, somebody who listens to me, somebody that asks about my family, because this other person, you know, never had good things to say about my family. And I actually have a really great family. And it was just nice to have somebody talk to me and somebody to talk to that wasn't yelling Mm -hmm. or, you know, putting you down or your children. So in that, 
my ex-husband actually found out after a year long affair, found out that I was having an affair. It pretty much put an end to the affair, but you know, not to our relationships. And then our children having to listen to us fight all the time. And, and, and what was that, what was that like for them? What was that like for the kids? Sadly enough, I'm not really sure how it was because Jonathan was so young, not really sure that had much effect on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, granted us fighting all the time. He didn't need to see that being so young, but with Tyler and Shelby, I know Shelby struggled with it pretty bad to the point of, you know, she used to, to call her stepdad, you know, she used to call him dad. And then we fought so bad and he was just, you know, she was like, she quit. She's like, you don't deserve the title. And a very opinionated girl, um, but stood up for what she, she stands up for what she believes in all at all times. It was a struggle. And I know Shelby probably protected the boys quite a bit. And yeah, I, I do remember one Sunday. I can't remember if you, you must have stayed you came to church, which I was like, Oh, and I remember Brent and I were married by then. And you sat in the back and afterward, I I think you just got up and, and walked out like right away or tried to, but Shelby came up to me and said, hello. And I said, how is it going? And she just started crying and I just hugged her. And then I was crying and I was trying not to cry, which you know me, like that's yeah. impossible. Impossible. <laughs> trying really hard for Shelby. And she just, she just said, it's so hard. It's so hard to see my mom like this. And I said, I know we just need to keep praying. We just need to keep praying. And I think, gosh, I'm getting choked up remembering it, but I, I remember thinking at that point too, like I had been taking your kids to church on Wednesday nights before your husband at the time put a stop to that. Um, And I, I just, I was praying for your kids constantly. And I remember thinking at that time, like, I think we've lost Jackie. I think, I think she's too far gone. And that broke my heart because you were, are, but were one of my, my very best friends and your kids meant so much to me. And I saw how broken up Shelby was about everything that was happening and going on and everything kind of changed. Yeah. Right then everything changed. And so when we come back for part two of this interview, I want to, I want to talk about that and talk about when things changed again and what parenthood looked like after that. So everybody stay tuned. I'll be back with Jackie for a part two after this, not after this next week, but whatever, but after this. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Motherhood Experience podcast. To join our exclusive TME community, head on over to themotherhoodexperience.com forward slash learn more. Be sure to follow the Motherhood Experience on Facebook and Instagram, and please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment below, and we'll catch you next time.